0: Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. Onside turns are more natural for most people and fun to watch when they connect. Listen as the boys dissect that half of a turn.
1: Hopefully you were able to listen last week. You've got the best offside on the planet. Awesome. Um, you look like Rossi. So that that's that's something. Okay, so now here's the onside, right? So th- this one's kind of like a, like a conundrum, if you will, in that... I mean, even some of the seemingly best onside turns ever aren't really aren't really uh, conducive to 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 or conducive to to facilitating the offside turn you want at the at the at the next buoy. You know, you can hide a lot of mistakes on that onside turn, and you can stay a little bit misguided, um, if you will. Um, you know, meaning it, like what I see is like people just slamming that turn trying to get that hip to the handle immediately you know and they end up with max load and minimum acceleration and 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 minimal um, maintainable angle Um, which is often you know the the um, trickle-down destruction of any potential um, awesome offside turn if you will so what what do you 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 know what, what do you see as kind of the biggest misconception or, or, or the biggest, uh, the most ill executed way to, to, do your onside turn.
0: Well, I have to, Trent, thank you so much for leading off that way. Cause I, I was really curious to see how you, wh- where you were going to go with that. And I was actually, I was going to say that most people take their onside for granted. It's yeah. a more, it's a more, the way that you're aligned on your ski, it's a more, your body is set more open to more open to the course. So it's a much easier turn to hammer. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Jeff Rogers comes to mind, right? I mean, that guy, there has never, there has never been an onside turn turn so hard as that one (laughs) in my mind. Um, yeah. And, and, and I can tell you that my vision of, of wanting to crush an onside turn is that one right there. Like I want, yeah. I would love to be, I would love to have Jeff's onside turn in my back pocket.
1: Gosh. Uh, um, yeah. I'd like to have, Will. I'd like to have Will Asher's. Well, and, and um,
0: I think there's a, I think there's a real balance there though, because Will completes his turn and is able to take his speed all the way through it. And, and, and where I believe that so will will if you watch him is is much more balanced side to side. And I think there's a difference between turning hard and mm-hmm. there's a different and, and and completing an efficient turn to be able to set up that offside. And um, I mean no so what, what, no, is, no, what I, is that difference in? Yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, what, I think, what is that difference in, you know? They're both they're both like they're both spectacular. They both create crazy amounts of early angle. What what's the difference? What why is one more efficient than well, the other? It's
0: what you do with it. It's what you choose to do with it, and, yeah. and what you where you choose to move to move with it. And uh, I would say when I watch and I'm and and Jeff's friend of mine and uh, and gosh, I mean what an amazing skier. I would just say when I watch Jeff ski, I see a guy who turns his offside to ninety degrees, and then is a, attempting to run. 90 degrees across the course. And what ends up happening yeah. is he gets he gets to that center line with so much pressure and so much speed that he ends up getting pulled to the inside through his edge change and ends up kind of straight lining towards his offside turn whereas when I see yeah. Will Asher make his crazy uh hard turn and um just amazingly beautiful onside turn when he hooks up it's more like he's hooking into speed and then he's utilizing that in whatever direction that is most efficient which is not 90 degrees it's more you know towards that you know i don't know what the degree number is 60 degrees or whatever like he's hooking in but then he's not taking It's like Jeff turns and it's going to pull the boat backwards to center line to create the most amount of space before that next buoy possible where – will is turning hard catching the boat and then just using and allowing the boat to, to generate his, his direct. Yeah,
1: there is like the nuance of it. Like when, and uh, you see, so like, like will, will use it when he hasn't had the one ball that he wanted. That's especially when you'll see it. Like, so maybe there's something about his gate that wasn't what he wanted. So he's coming in on a little bit straighter line, um in the two ball and then he'll you know like jeff he'll move forward and get like way too much angle but but he's i mean to me i I watch out i'm like okay he's he's gonna slow the bleeding here he's you know he's gonna even though he's running a direct line into the ball he's somehow still gonna be able to pretty much backside it to save some of his spacing on the course but then there's like a moment where he's where he's like he's waiting like he comes through and then and then he kind of rises up a little bit to, to let his his weight get back ahead of his feet, mm-hmm. while and while he's doing that, one he's losing a little bit of angle, two he's he's. I call it like preloading this acceleration. So he he rises back up, his body gets tall again. So his mask gets ahead of his feet and then he gets that, that's that swing of his feet or that, that acceleration into the first wake. So he's going to get that early edge change. Mm. Um, and it's like you, you, there's, you don't teach that. I mean, watch it and, and appreciate it and, and you'll find a feel for it, but it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's wild. So (laughs) what, great two great examples of really highly effective you know like you know will will's being more effective but both of those turns are going to go down in the history of the sport um meaning rogers and and will asher in terms of what they do on their onside. so what um what's the common mistake you're seeing people make then and i I think you know it's, it's going to you've already kind of alluded to it it's going to be that that you know slamming on the brakes kind of turn but what is that
0: Well, I think, I think it's like, like, like we talked about in the last episode, it actually, it all is set up way before that, right? Like, so offside to offside cut is, uh, people tend, like we talked about in the last episode, people tend to not turn their, their offside as efficiently, which means you're going to exit the finish of the turn slower. It's harder to generate your speed into center line. So if you don't generate as much speed into center line, and, and we still have to edge change at center line or, or just after. And what ends up happening is people end up wanting to be earlier. So they tend to pull a little bit long or, or a lot long through that, through that spot and then end up coming up into the inside in the pre-turn and taking a straight line without pressure in their handle. And so they're straight lining at the buoy. And then because of our open stance, we can... And, and I'm saying open because like for me going into my onside, I'm right foot forward, left foot back. Um, my body is naturally wanting to be open to the that side of the lake, right? Like that side of the lake. Yeah, and yeah. if your body is open to the shoreline, then it's much easier to carve back into the, into the handle. From apex to handle, yeah. when your body is out. It's easy to carve in. I mean, that is just the, that's just the deal. And most people are more closed on their offside turn. And then they're wondering, why am I set back? Why can't I feel my pressures? But it's just a very natural thing. That's why we have it off and an onside, just because of the way we stand. It's that, it's that snow ski concept that we talked about before, where you know, you're, you're, or I talked about, it. I'm not going to put, put words into your mouth. I mean, if this comes back to Hunter, <laughs> you it's, it's on, it's about. On me, man, it wasn't you, it was on me, but the way I was looking at it, you know, is that as a right foot forward skier going into my two, four, six side into my onside turn, I'm going to be standing up over my, my left foot, but making sure that it's like my, my left heel is driving my hips forward and over my front foot so my center of mass is still moving forward on my ski not moving back it's moving forward you know as I as I move into that and and so I, I think that most people just tend to take their onside for granted straight line into it without the any rope tension and then know that they can just hammer that heel and when you hammer your your rear heel you're you're pushing on a very skinny part of the ski you know, your ski is tapering narrower as it goes back. So the further back that you can press, then you're going to relieve the water pressure on the front of the ski. So now you have less contact to the water. You drive that rear heel deep into the water, which will take even more, more of your water break back, relieving the ski pressure. And then you can just use a little bit of hip rotation and you can really drive that ski to like almost a 90 degree in relation to the boat angle.
1: You, you, yeah, you can. Well, absolutely, you can. And, and
0: in that moment, what you actually did was a massive skid, and any time you stop, yep, hockey stop. Exactly. What a what a great what a great visual, right? You're doing a hockey stop, and and that's a perfect way to say it because you're stopping, you're not going. And when we yep. hit apex, we want to be starting to go, not to be stopping. Yes. So it'd be just like
1: somebody yeah, in a race, race car. And, yeah, and like, just to interrupt really quick, and, and the thing that people, what, like, what, okay, what's wrong with that? What's the boat doing? The boat's not stopping. The boat's not even slowing down, right? So you can think about how you're losing space on the boat and how your your your, your opportunity to to create that acceleration into the wake is disappearing. Because if you've stopped and the boat's gotten ahead of you, your spacing is is disappearing, right? So what were we going to say uh, the about uh, the race car turn?
0: Oh, it's the same thing. It'd be like it'd be like coming out of coming out of a turn at Daytona and and blowing the, your rear end of your car around too much. You know, you get too much skid, and then it takes you forever to get it back to straight, and then to accelerate. And if you're accelerating, if you're coming out of a turn slower, then your max potential speed is going to be slower. We want to be as fast as we can possibly be into the center line, so that we can then you're 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 covering more space in the same amount of time you're you're and that's what speed is so we want to be fast yep. and we're not talking about the sensation of speed here people we're talking about your actual speed like if we're shooting you with a radar gun that's what i you know that's what we're talking about i mean sensation of speed into a turn yep. is exactly 100 backwards actually when you feel like you're yes. going 100 miles an hour into the turn you're actually going too slow Yep. That, I mean, yep. would you agree with that? Yes. I know I know it's yes. yes it's yes. so it, it,
1: it, Yeah, it knows exactly. And it's funny, I was I was uh working with a friend of mine, Keith Dobson, this morning, and he and he had the same sort of thing. Like, like, man, the, the better job I do at, at at rolling into my gate from a high spot and creating that early max speed, he's like, it it's crazy. It feels so slow, but I know I'm going faster. And that's exactly it, like slow. Sorry, excuse me. Whenever you're feeling like you're hauling into a turn, it, it, it wasn't that you didn't shut it down. It wasn't that you were going too fast. Is that you? It, it's it's that you didn't have the optimal direction. So, you know, exactly. you're getting to the buoy too fast. Like you were you were flying straight at it. Like you have this point of reference that's flying at you. But when you're running like a like a like a really nice outward tra- trajectory, yes, you're going faster, but you don't have that point of reference just barreling down on you, threatening to. Break your ankles or do do whatever else might happen.
0: Exactly, um, exactly. So so okay. So so <clears throat> so and so the reverse of that is what you were just saying. Like when you are when you start the course on the right line, accelerating from wide, that's the sensation that you're wide. I I, I don't like using these terms, but like that wide and early or that slow yeah. and easy. That actually means that you're getting more work done in a shorter period of time, hence you're going faster. And thus you have yep. more space and time to set up your turn. I mean that's it's not necessarily that you're wide and early, you just have a better line and you have more a more comfortable line to make your turning decisions based from, right? So
1: for sure, for sure. Because, and think about what that truly is. And this will will be my last point on, on, on speed and and how it can be perceived. Like when you're wider, we'll say, what does that mean? Like, like the rope is, is always the same length, right? So the only way you're ever actually wider is if you're higher on the boat, right? You get to the buoy. That's the only way you can create, you know, width, uh, without lengthening the rope. Um, so what, what, what that implies, that's not, no, no, sorry, it's not, it doesn't imply that means that you are going faster than the boat when you switch edges, that's the only way you could ever advance on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the faster you're going at the first wake, the, the higher on the boat, you're going to swing. That's where that, 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 you know, that's where width comes from.
0: I love the way you put that. And I think people really need to, to pause for a second and really take that in because it is it, a huge point. Um. So now that you pause and you're back, <laughs> Trent, how about walk me through, let's just say for you going into your onside turn. So let's just say you've had, for you being a lefty, you're going to be walking, yeah. you're, you're going to be coming into buoy one. Let's just start it since you're, yeah. you're ideally, we're always working gates. We're always working on coming and setting yeah. a good line and, and being awesome. So let's just say, Trent, you just had an amazing amazing gate turn in you led right into great speed and you're ideally where you are at center line walk me through what it looks like for you going from center line out to apex
1: okay yeah so again this is gonna be a little more nuts and bolts um my line is what it is at that point i hopefully it was a center line edge change so from there for me it's really going to be about it's going to be about controlling hip handle relationship, um, meaning as I roll onto that flat ski inside edge, I need the pull to stay directed exactly where it was. So that's going to be somewhere near my left hip. Um, <clears throat> I can really control that just through like just through upper body slash core engagement. I, I want to stay. Like, I mean, you know, maybe rigid isn't the right word, but it's certainly not the wrong word. I don't want any moving parts. So I, I'm going to be, I feel like I'm i am wringing out my center, if you will, wringing out my core. I'm saying as, as engaged at that point as I can. As I swing up through the whitewash, still, I that that load needs to stay directed in the same place it was at the first weight because that's what's going to control hip orientation. If, if I feed the handle out while there's still pressure on it, the load is going to transfer from my left hip to my right shoulder. And then that's going to start to unwind me. It's going to lift my right shoulder, which is then going to open my chest up or or, or start swinging my chest down course, which is then going to translate to my hips. My hips are going to start facing the buoy. And then obviously what's going to be next is the ski is going to start facing the buoy too early. So I'm just really thinking about keeping my upper body really, really engaged, really still. My left hip, my inside hip is going to continue to travel all the way up to the reach um, in alignment with the rope. So as the rope is advancing, as the handle is advancing, my left hip is gonna move with it. It's gonna stay connected at that point. From there, it's gonna mirror the offside turn in that, <clears throat> excuse me, as my outside hand comes off, I'm not gonna let go of that handle. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not gonna throw it out. I'm not gonna let that line tension disappear. Because, you know, if again, my hundred-foot view, if you look at where the reach actually starts, there there, it's far enough. From the apex, there is still a heck of a lot of load on that rope. So Mm -hmm. if I throw it out, the same thing is going to happen as if I had disconnected um, 20 feet earlier. My inside shoulder is going to tip. My hips are going to start to square too soon. So as my hand comes off, there's going to be a pause with that handle. It's not going to move. I'm going to hold it while I swing up and away from it. Uh, and that that's crazy important, you know. And it's funny, like we have we'd said before, you know, skiers being these kind of cerebral weirdos. I have these this these little keys or cues. I'll tell myself, don't reach. I do not want to reach. I want the end result to me being that I've just skied up and away and apexed away from the handle and it's skiing away from the handle is that's not one of those ideals, like, you know, um, health and happiness or wealth, health and happiness. It's, it's an actual thing that is 100% attainable as long as you don't change directions. So I'm going to hold that handle as I ski out and away from it at the top, my only cue is, is going to be level. That's this is really the only place in the whole course where I really think about keeping my shoulders level. Um, so that walked me to apex. Well, how do you uh, how do you take that same path? Because I know we think a little bit different in terms of front foot, back foot.
0: Well, exactly. So, well, for me, I'm going to come through my center line. I, you know, we we talked about this, and and, and you let off quite perfectly with the way you approach it. But for me, centerline, the ski needs to, to be stay where it is and allow my body to, to start to come up and rotate up towards the buoy. I want to feel, yeah. I want to feel that same, like, so I, we created all this power leading into centerline. So I don't want to let go of that power. That's where, that's where you're saying you use the term, not, not that you want to be exactly rigid, but that you're, you're using force to hold on to that, to that path. Yeah. Um, and then we, then I want to keep in my mind, I want to keep on the handle path, right? I can only uh-huh. travel on, where man. the handle is going to go. So all I'm doing that. when I, after centerline going into my onside turn, all I'm trying to do is I actually am thinking instead of pointing my ski towards the shore, 90 degrees from the previous buoy, I, when I come through the wigs, I'm actually allowing my ski tip to go towards the buoy, you know, maybe not directly at it, but maybe it's 10 feet up course, but somewhere like I want it to be like that. And what I, what I'm trying to do right there is hold on. Like you're saying, hold on to whatever uh, I generated and I want to keep my hands on even pressure. And I actually, as I'm just, let's say I'm what we call it, riding the line as I'm Mm -hmm. riding the line on my turning edge, what I want from edge change to where I'm going to reach, what I want to have happen is I want to have my shoulders facing the pylon now people are gonna be like wait a second you're supposed to be torquing that back arm and getting your shoulders going outward bound outward bound well guess what I can only what I really want to be doing right in this zone is riding the line towards towards the buoy line to where I can then let go with the handle then I'm going to do all of those opening up moves all of those release and ski aways but so from at center line I'm leaving the ski where it is i'm starting to come up i'm going to hold on to that pressure i'm going to land on my inside turning edge and i'm just going to allow my shoulders to be facing the boat and riding that line and i just doing everything i can do to keep that handle close to my body uh i'm allowed that that is also allowing my body to stand up i am i am focused on my rear foot but i like i like we talked about i'm focused on being pulled up over the front of my ski you can still be be driving your body forward off of your back foot like your your rear foot can drive your hips forward, which can lower the ski and set you up. But really importantly, there is that I'm not trying to take my upper body super out towards the buoy early. That's that's basically trying to put yourself on a line that you can't ski. Right? The, the handle yeah. is going on a path. Yes. So when I edge change, I'm just going to hold onto that handle. I'm going to maintain my connection out towards that buoy line. And when it feels like I was, I would, my shoulders would have to tip because I'm 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 going to get separated. That's the moment at which I'm going to start to release that outside hand and I'm going to keep extending up over. You know, utilizing that back foot, but but making sure that it's it's really standing me tall, and I'm starting to come up over the front of that uh, over the front of my ski, just like on the offside turn. At that at that point, I want to feel my inside of my wrist and the handle. And as I release my outside hand, I want that that handle to go below my belly button, so low and and driving forward so that I can know exactly where that line is tight. So I've got a tight line, and when I release that outside hand, I'm going to key – my main focus is on the inside hand and and maintaining where I know that line is tight. And then I'm going to allow my, my, my outside hand to extend away. And as my hand, my inside hand moves, my outside hand is just creating that T, you know, like if you're standing, if you're standing up upright and you just make a T, put your arms out 90 degrees to your body, you know, then, then it, it forms a T, your body forms a T. So every degree at which my handle, my inside hand and handle move forward, my outside hand moves backwards. Let
1: me let me ask you something on like that. that. I'm yeah. fascinated. Let me ask you one thing on that. So I I, I see exactly what you're saying. Like as that as your, so for your a righty coming into your onside turn, as your right hand's going forward, your left hand is going back. Um, you know, to make that that T. Do you are your hips on that exact same plane? I'm just curious.
0: Um, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my yeah. hips are, my hips are on the inside, on the inside arc running to until I, until I release my outside hand and then my hips and hand and everything rotates outward. Okay. And I, I'm curious. not, I'm not, I'm not thinking open. I'm not thinking counter. I'm not thinking, I'm just thinking, uh, keep my body moving forward and keep my, uh, pressure in my inside hand, knowing where the, where the line is tight. And then my outside arm and hip and all of that motion is just balancing myself to a, to a, to a athletic stance, basically, you know, to a, to a, you know, I'm I'm just like, like we talked about every move has an opposite move. I want my, my outside hand to be perfectly. What is that? Like perpendicular to my inside hand. Is that what it is? Anyway, you know, I want it to be on the same, it's the same, but opposite.
1: Yeah. Same plane. Yeah. Same plane
0: same plane. So, and then I'm just riding that to, to apex. And then at apex, you know, that then we're going to shift forward. And and that's where I'd like, I'd like you to walk me through. So you, uh, you know, I've got, you've gotten me to your, to, to, to the apex. What happens for you? I mean, you have a, you have a much better onside turn than I have, uh, that I would consider myself to have. So I'd love to have you walk me through what, what is it that you do that really is the is the move there what are you feeling so, what it, pressure it, it, it,
1: it, yeah so so from so okay yeah so so we've both walked you know we walked ourselves through this apex now now from the apex through like i, I mean i always refer to it, that as the exit of the turn yeah
0: you know uh, yeah. And actually
1: the exit starts before the buoy probably depending on the line length but but so from there like i, I said a, a moment ago that's really the that's really what probably the only place where I think about being level with my, with my shoulders. Um, because too often on, on, on that onside turn, because you can get away with it, you, you, you can rotate back to the handle because while you're doing that, you can really drive that back foot and slide into that turn. So you can, you can, you can hide a lot of mistakes um, at that point. But what I'm doing at this point, I'm up I'm level. I'm coming through the meat of the turn. So I really think about that left hip. So at that point, again, if you saw it from hundred feet, you would see that left hip is actually ahead of your left foot. If you're left foot forward. So your, your inside <laughs> hip is ahead of your, of your front foot. Yeah. So as I come through that turn, I'm going to resist that urge to try and drive my hips up to the handle. Because if I, if that happens before I'm under the rope, if you will, all I'm doing is taking all of my, that momentum and 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 my center of mass is actually going to go back. So then I'm going to even uh, that's going to encourage that slidey stoppy turn. So. As that ski starts to arc under the rope, I'm gonna stay as tall as I can because the taller I am, like, you know, through my body, through my hips, the more my, my hips are actually gonna be in front of my front foot. So I'm gonna stay tall, <clears throat> stay open, and as my tip starts to come up under, I'm gonna make sure that my left hip stays ahead of my front foot. I'm not going to settle back and 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 like I say, stack over top of my ankles because when that load hits, I want my lean angle to still be angling t- towards the tip of the ski. I don't want to settle onto my heels. I don't I don't want to be flat footed at that point because that's going to delay slash diminish you know the rate that my ski is going to accelerate in relation to my body. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of where that idea of patience comes from. You know, it, it's it's one of those intangibles that. You know, people can see something go wrong. just like, I oh, just be more patient, but they're, they're not wrong. You, you know, typically people are going to rotate back to the handle, push their back foot, slide that turn, stop. Um, and it's going to look good because it's so easy to be stacked on that side, but momentarily, well, yeah, exactly. It's good, but it is, it's so easy to hide. Cause you're like, Oh dude, your hips are up. Everything's great. And, you know, and but you're going to the you're going to see the negative results when you don't change at at the center of the wakes mm-hmm. you know uh, so if you settle behind your feet if you settle behind your feet you're, you're not going to get your ski accelerating in relation to your body so you're going to pull until the boat tips you inside and it's just uh it's easy to hide. It's difficult to diagnose. It's sometimes difficult to see even because you can fake it over there. You can throw your hips to the handle. You, you've got your proud posture. Everything looks like you're away to the races, but you're not going anywhere.
0: Exactly. So when you get to, when you get to that moment, or you, you 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 mentioned that you want to keep your inside hip leading through the finish of the turn. Do you yeah. have any, do you have any tips to, to give to people or any like any awareness or something so that they make sure no. that they keep so, that
1: there. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of different things. One is, it's always going to be tall, 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 tall. You know, if you start hinging through your hips, um, like bending your hip, through your hips, through that joint, which is going to be the result of you rotating your, you know, if you rotate your upper body, your, your, that, that left hip is going to sag back. You're going to end up sitting in a chair, if you will. So really like super tall, I want weight on the balls of my feet and that's not just into the turn. That's, that's as important, exiting the turn. And then really that your onside turn, like staying open to the boat, cause it's going to be the same as, you know, as in, as in, you know, to clarify, meaning your, your chest is going to be facing down the lake through the entire process because uh, I want the same thing exiting that turn as I wanted on my offside turn is I want my free hand to load at the same time as my handle hand. So coming around the turn, if I just drop, you know, I'm a lefty again, left foot forward. So I'd ball one. If I just drop my left shoulder, I'm going to load that left arm way earlier than the right arm. If I stay tall, open, moving or sliding my weight towards the tip all the way into the load, I can load both those hands at the exact same time.
0: Yeah, but the, but the game is won and lost by hard turns, Trent exactly i know hey and,
1: and it's of like, really cool thing though is it's like i tell people like put that in your back pocket man you're gonna need it like we talked about will asher you know you come flying into a turn you're gonna need that that stop you know whether that's just to get you one more buoy or maybe it's you're gonna run the pass but but yeah it, it's it's not it's not one or lost there it, it's i want that turn extended all the way through the load mm-hmm. never going as i tell people like never obviously never going You know all your weight on your back foot never but never even going to your heels if you don't have to you you always want your weight moving towards the tip of the ski
0: right right and i I mean i i I couldn't agree with you more on that and and uh i would say that i'm i'm in the same boat as you with uh approaching approaching apex uh i want to keep that that line tight for me i go my onside gets really good when I can feel yeah. like that handle, I can feel the pressure in my reaching handle. I, I've got the rope, you know, I know where the boat is, and I'm driving that thing uh, low and forward. And when I feel that, mm-hmm. I can hammer my onside turn. And what ends up happening is a lot of the times I don't feel that, which means I'm running on an inside arc, which means yeah. I. I, uh, didn't generate my pressure into center line. When I came into center, I decided to do something with my position. So I when I was for me as a right foot forward skier going from one to two, when I mess this up, I know exactly what I do. I, when I'm coming out of one, I I know I want to set up a good turn going into two. So what do I do? I go harder on my left shoulder, my I don't know. I, call, I used to call it my back arm, whatever you want to call that. So when it's in front, but yeah. anyway, I, I end up overloading on that into center line and then I take my feet and I try to send them out on a wider arc. Then my handle path can, can, can go. And then I yeah. get, then what happens is you get instantly corrected just after you land, you can't travel on that. You can't travel on that path. So then your outside hand has to release early now we gave away a lot of our potential energy that we had, that we had generated into center line. And now when I go to do my reach, I can't feel where that line is. It's loose. So now I don't know exactly where I am. So what I'm going to do to compensate is I'm going to move that handle forward. And I don't feel anything, I'm going to open up my out, outside body, just trying to do everything I can do to get to where I could maybe feel that rope, but I don't, I still don't feel it. And now I know I got to turn and I don't feel the rope. So I'm going to shift to my back heel. You know, I'm going to shift my weight back, which is going to help me to slow down a little bit. And now now I'm going to start driving that rear heel and that's going to start a skid, which is slowing me down even more, giving giving up my space to the boat. And eventually I'm going to find out where that line comes tight and I'm going to have a wheelie and then I'm going to put it down and then I'm going to go. <laughs> And that's, that, that is, yeah. that's a typical, that's a typical thing. The one thing to remember, if you're going to have a wheelie, I would rather you have it on your onside than your offside because, yeah. because of, because of that, whatever we kind of called it open stance, um, because of the way our, yeah. our, our, hips are aligned, we can get away with that. We can sacrifice more on the onside and that will help to balance us out for the offside. I I would rather have I would much rather have see, a banging offside than a banging onside. See, but,
1: some, somewhere along the way I got this I got this so flipped dude like I I don't think I mean, I'd have to go back to child—I don't uh, childhood days to—I to, don't even know what it would feel like to wheelie my onside, but but uh, dude, I can wheelie an offside, man. Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it is. I mean, it is. But I, I I can wheelie offsides as well, you know, too. So, and and I would say that I consider myself to have a good offside. But uh, yeah, for sure. You know, I just think, I think that it, it really, it always comes back to setting up the turn what you've done from, yeah. to it's always about what you've done to center line and then yeah. it's going to set you up. And that's why we always come back to talking about gates. I mean, it's so, yeah. it's so crazy that you got to always go back to gates, but you really need to start on the right line so that you can highlight certain areas of skiing and and we know we need to have speed into center in order to do any of this stuff that you and i are talking about and uh it's just it's so key but you know going back to that onside turn for me i can go my my onside i go through periods where it gets real good and when it's real good it has to do with that my my inside wrist my with that's holding the handle That is driving Mm -hmm. low and forward. And and low and forward, I'd just like to clarify on that, would be I I really like the idea of uh, seeing things in lines. So take the line of the rope from the pylon to the handle. I want to have my handle be not in front of me so that my body is – so if you drew the line from the pylon to the handle to me – I want to have the minimal I want to be is I want to be in that line at coming into the turn, you know, coming into the apex, uh, optimally, I want to be just ahead of it, just ahead of it. Uh, And meaning the line of like pylon handle, then keep that line going. And that line would, the center of my body would be ahead of that line, meaning closer to the buoy than inside the buoy. I'm just trying to paint a picture for people who are trying to get that line. I do not like yeah. it when I see someone come into a buoy and they've got their handle out in front of them, but the line is pylon handle and then their body's way back of that.
1: Yes. So that, yeah. that is not, can,
0: not what we're shooting for here. That is yeah, not that's
1: like, I'm always watching that from the boat. Like, you know, um, and that's something you can help your bodies with, you know, as it, in that phase or the, the load phase, the edge change phase, like down the line of the rope should always be the center of your body. You know what I mean? And I think you're saying the same thing. Like, so at, at your apex, if, if I freeze framed it from a hundred feet above, I would see down the line of the rope, down the line of your arm, it would intersect your right hip it would intersect your left hip and that plane would continue out through your outside arm, through your, through your free arm.
0: Mm -hmm. hundred percent, hundred percent. And so I needed to make sure that people understand when we're saying that you're, you're, you know, that I'm, when I'm, when I'm saying that I'm driving my, my wrist and handle forward and low, I don't want that visual to be that it's out in front of my body. I mean, I see people where it's literally, it's all the way out. It's right in front of their, the center of their body. So, I mean, they're not even close to in line. And then what, what, then what happens? Then you see them take that handle and they put it to their outside hip before they've even turned. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you're completely inside of the arc and you're never going to be lined up, then you're never going to be able to be stacked, and you're never going to have any power behind the boat, then your hips are going to fall back, you're going to have too much pressure, you're going to get ripped, then you're going to have to hold your, your line way past center line to even get out to the next buoy, and thus the, the you're just continuing along this path that you just need to just step off of. It's just a step off. Like, I don't want anything yeah. to do with that line. Sometimes if I get on that line, I'm just going to stop skiing. Like I'm just going to, if I'm at practice (laughs) and I find myself on that line, I'm not going to, and I'm going into two ball or I've just turned a two ball and I've just had a one and two that were both totally jacked. Then I'm not going to go into three and just keep doing this. That's like banging your head against the (laughs) wall. You know what I mean? Like, dude, just stop. Yeah. Go to the end of the leg and be like, wow. Okay. I need to work on my gates. I need to set this up. I need to carry this speed, you know? So, you know, let let's, the rabbit hole rabbit hole let's go back to onside like so trent anything that we should just give to people like most most keys to set up great onside yeah. turns Somebody, yeah, let me know
1: yeah yeah so I, I mean i think i think remember like your onside turn isn't as much about your onside turn as it is about setting up your offside turn and and like and what i mean by that is you know don't just because you can push your back foot at the exit throw your hips to the handle and and assume this perfect stack position that's not going to set up your offside turn so best rule of thumb for me stay at, stay tall stay open as you exit keep your weight driving towards the tip of the ski all the way into and through the load cuz that's what's going to facilitate an earlier edge change and and the offside turn that you're really looking for. Um, Tall, open, level, weight moving forward through its entirety.